You guys like internet shopping? I love I internet love shopping, but I don't know where to go to do it. This is what you do. This is what you do. You go to feralaudio.com, mm-hmm. which is a podcast site. Which oh, is I love that weird, podcast so you, site. It's so a bookmark it. Go there, and then they have a, a button that says Shop Amazon, which takes you to Amazon.com, mm-hmm. which has everything you need. And then you buy it, and then the proceeds, some of the proceeds go to feralaudio.com artists. Well, that's terrific. Yeah. What a great idea. I'm going to go there now. Everyone should do Can it. Can you buy food on there? Anything. Anything. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> uh. Gentlemen, summer's here, and the time is right for dancing in the street, but it's too damn hot. So instead, you decide to have a barbecue in the backyard. And in spite of the fact that global warming is a hoax perpetrated by educated elites trying to make a quick buck at the expense of average, regular, hard-working, underdog American oil executives, man, is it sweltering out. You can barely muster up the energy to shoo the flies away from the side dishes. You wonder how mayonnaise-based side dishes ever got to be popular picnic items given their tendency to spoil in sunlight. (laughs) The back of your neck is getting dirt and gritty. You sip your Bell's Kalamazoo Stout. It's as delicious as ever, but something about it feels heavier than a Hammond B3 organ. Stout's kind of a heavy beer for a hot summer day. Uh, but I mean, it's your intro. Continue. Uh, there was a time in my life when I would have tried to force it, but no more. I understand seasonal qualities in beer now. <laughs> when you said gentlemen at the top, were you talking to us? Yes. Oh, okay. thank oh, you. Thanks, oh, hey. Thanks, Steve. I just All wanted right. to clear yeah. that up. Woo! Cool. little too much energy right now, because in this scenario, sluggishness has enveloped your once vigorous spirit. Perhaps this Bell's Kalamazoo Stout isn't what you need right now. It's all too much for this weather. You wonder how anybody in the Fresh Prince song Summertime had the energy to meet his new definition of summer madness, which, incidentally, is the name of this Cool in the Gang track we're listening to. Suddenly... A gentle breeze wafts through the trees overhead, rustling the leaves like a lover's whisper. It caresses your pungent, sweaty skin in a way your lover has refused to since the AC went out a couple days ago. I'm never gonna caress your pungent, sweaty skin, Steve! Too hot for fucking! (laughs) The breeze doesn't make the heat go away, but enough of your sweat evaporates to make consciousness tolerable again. Grill smoke floats into your nostrils. Your neighbor brings you an agua fresca, watermelon and mint. So refreshing. He dumps your thick bottle of stout into the storm drain. That was unnecessary of him. I could have saved it for later. But anyway. Brown stout. You sip your agua fresca. You survey the scene and it all seems better. Friends, family, neighbors, even the constant random shrieking that nobody warned you was such a major part of childhood. It's all all right. Today we're going to give you a playlist that's the sonic equivalent of that feeling. Sonic. Fun and funky, light and breezy, guaranteed to keep you in your groove. Hunter, shut the fuck up because this is (laughs) Cookout Jazz. Oh, that was a marathon. That was America. It's a marathon of great adjectives. Hollywood Steve's a wonderful writer and he's an even better reader. Yeah, I enjoy uh, listening to your words. 
Thank Welcome you Welcome to much. Beyond Yacht Rock Podcast. This is we create arbitrary genres and we count them down for your entertainment. Uh, we're the guys who created the Yacht Rock Internet Show. My name is J.D. Riznar. My name is Hollywood Steve Huey, and I'm in the captain's chair today. I'm David Lyons, and I'm sitting next to Hollywood Steve Huey. Sure are. I'm, I'm Hunter. I'm doing the sound effects thing. <laughs> Live Foley artist? Live Foley. Ooh. Ooh, that's a good this song. Is nice. Speaking this is, of. This is our Yacht Rock bone Mitch. throw of the week. We're throwing a bone to you Yacht Rock fans Margarita's out Margarita's making this. <laughs> <laughs> that's great Foley. If you were talented, you could continue. <laughs> it sounds like uh, fingernails on a chalkboard. But this song sounds like the opposite. This is Mark Jordan's Margarita. It's one part sailing by Christopher Cross, one part vocal ripoffs of Bob Skag- Boz Skaggs and Michael McDonald, and a whole lot of smooth-ass session guys. You've got this Yacht Rock deep cut about a woman with the same name as the number one cocktail associated with this genre. Oh, the margar- margarita is the woman's name in this song? Yes, it is. That blows uh, my mind. But either way, eat a dick, Jimmy Buffett. Soundtrack to date rape, that guy. <laughs> yeah. But this song is not Jimmy Buffett. This song is about about Margarita that's actually Yacht Rock. Mark Jordan is truly Yacht Rock's answer to the coconut clown of the keys. I love that you spelled that with three Ks. <laughs> Seems appropriate somehow. Um, what a racist dick that Jimmy Buffett is. So this is from Mark Jordan's 1983 album, A Hole in the Wall. And you gotta be kidding me with the personnel in this album. Uh, you got Steve Lukather, Jay Poop and Gravy, yeah, yeah. David Foster, this song in particular has Mike Picaro of Toto on bass, uh, Yacht Rock uh, backbencher Mike Landau on guitar. Uh, he's from Maxis, right? Maxis! Lenny Castro on percussion, and uh, that may sound like Michael McDonald on background vocals, but it's actually Richard Page and Steve George. That's right, Page's on background vocals, cementing my theory that if you want Michael McDonald background vocals on your on your album and Mike's not available, you get pages. Yeah. I like how they come in as a pair, too. It's yeah. never one or the other. It's yeah. always, they come together. It's the only way they can replicate Michael McDonald's voice is if they team up. Yeah. So Pages sings background on almost every single song on this album. This album is almost pure yacht rock. Mark Jordan, listening to more of his albums, I found out he's one of the most pure and prolific yacht rock artists recording in the yacht rock era. Yet we've never talked about him. He's also got this great Yacht Rock song I'm sure you've all heard called Marina Del Rey, which would be a Jimmy Buffett song in lesser hands. It's such a fucking Buffett song. It, but be, much better, Mark Jordan should have throngs of middle-aged normcores traveling around the country <laughs> to see him play. In fact, I'm going to give them a name right, right now. They're the Jord Horde, and they should tour all around with them from Canada to the U.S., cut a huge party swath. I hope you like money, Mark Jordan. Hunter's onto something. Yeah, the yeah. Jordan Horde. You're welcome. So, um, this album, this album that this song is on, there's more yacht rock jams on this album and all of Mark Jordan's albums. Mark Jordan has to be on all of your yacht rock playlists, and I'm talking to you too, Sirius XM Yacht Rock Channel. He's also Canadian. Hmm. And was huge in Canada. Not a lot of uh, Canadian yacht rockers. You guys have anything else to say about this song? Nah. All right. Fuck, fuck Jay Graydon produced his next album, Blue Desert. Jay Poop and Graydon. Jay Poop and Graydon. Jay Poop and Graydon. I mean, Graydon. he was in it. Well, let's talk about cookout jazz. Let's talk about cookout jazz. I'm going to put us in the mood with this track by Soul Jazz organist 
Brother Jack McDuff called Hot Barbecue. It's very close to what we're after. Thematically, it's obviously perfect, but this is Hot Barbecue. We're looking for some strings or some vintage synths or maybe a Fender Rhodes electric piano to cool down this hot groove a little bit and give it that breeze. So, there are a few different subgenres of jazz fusion, and cookout jazz mostly going to fall within the confines of jazz funk, which is a 70s-centric strain of fusion where uh, some artists wanted to reconnect with black popular music and make stuff specifically for black audiences, stuff that people who weren't huge jazz nerds would actually want to listen to and purchase so they can make a living, which is not as easy to do as a jazz artist. Uh, so this stuff, it has the grooves of funk, it has the lush arrangements of smooth 70s soul, and because of those careful arrangements, there's going to be less instrumental improvisation going on, which is why jazz purists hate this stuff. And as you'll hear over the course of this episode, this music is virtually impossible to hate unless you're the type of person who cannot feel joy in your soul, which by and large is the problem with jazz purists who insist that spontaneous improvisation is the only relevant musical component of jazz and who also tend to lead drab, unfulfilling lives of drudgery and disappointment. I feel, I feel like I'm at a barbecue holding a cup of jungle juice and Steve has me talked into a corner. Yeah, you're yapping about jazz. And I'm like trying to make some eye contact with someone else. I've already driven away all the women who were standing around <laughs> trying to talk to us. Harsh and a lot of mellows here. Anyway, but, but you really did take the piss out of jazz purists. So I, good it's, on you. it's my duty in life, and their stupid hatred made it harder for people to get into this stuff after the fact, because there weren't very many positive reviews of it originally. There weren't very many informed critiques. Nobody was curating this for posterity. But then the '90s came along, and hip hop producers had started pulling samples from this kind of stuff, which t which in turn helped some British DJs rediscover it, start playing it in clubs. Over there, they called it rare groove. Uh, so for me, cookout jazz is basically the summariest sounding rare groove jazz funk. I got a question, Steve. What is it? How does this connect to Stax Records and say like Booker T and the MGs? Are they are they trying to bring jazz into that kind of soul sphere? Uh, like uh, like what Isaac Hayes was bringing at the time? Is any of that important to this well, music? Oh, good. Soul Hunter's jazz. talking to Steve now. I'm gonna slip away and talk to these <laughs> girls over there. You're welcome. All right. So soul soul jazz is kind of like Booker T and the MGs type stuff. It's it's jazzier, but it's kind of inhabiting. Uh, they, they're in the same ballpark. Uh, Isaac Hayes was a bigger influence on this cookout jazz stuff uh, because of the, like his big, big epic songs and careful orchestrations. That's going to be more. So what that we're was the popular today. music they were trying to kind of tap into. Yeah, it's, okay. yeah, it's kind of about these cerebral, artsy, fartsy, bohemian jazz types trying to reconnect with the people. Ha, what and there's a definite racial consciousness that plays into it, like the Black Power movement at the time. Like, what are black people? actually listening to right now in the 1970s versus what do snobby white jazz critics like Nat Hentoff or Leonard Feather want to hear, ah. which is the same old shit as always. An urban barbecue. Possibly. Yeah. Could be rural, could be urban. Okay. It's a wide open space. Maybe we're in the park, maybe we're in the backyard. Don't know. Doesn't matter. It's a wide open tapestry. So before we before we get started with the cookout, I want to say one more thing. This is a bit of a family affair. This cookout. <laughs> There's some kids running around. Grandma's in the kitchen making dessert. We all love our dick jokes. We all love our jizz jokes. We've all made them. We've all made good ones. But let's see if this time out we can challenge ourselves to figure out some other bits. Draw some cool, refreshing comedy water from a different well. 
Wait, so you want me to just shut up and let me read your enormous, well, albeit insightful, very well-researched paragraphs through this entire podcast? I've, I've gotten through the big paragraphs. The rest is just musical research. Oh, great. Uh, I, I like how he gave us credit for both dick jokes mm-hmm. and d- jizz jokes. Yeah, a yeah. lot of a lot of dicks, a lot of assholes. Excuse me, would have considered that one type of joke. Yeah, no, those are two distinct genres right. of joke. Thank you. Now I want some clarification because I feel like you're talking to maybe one of us <laughs> more than the others. You mean JD's jizz extravaganza? Yeah, that totally I, dragged old, old down Steinman. J- jizz dick. Again, JD. that was a great episode. I can't help it if Jim Steinman is obsessed with jizz, and you guys are too blinded to have discovered it yourselves and are therefore very jealous of me and my insight. All right, Ray D. Jisnar. Oh, God damn it. Oh, yeah. R. Yeah, D. That's my R. name. R.D. Jisnar. R.D. Jisnar. That, that was his, yeah. yeah, that was R.D. Jisnar. I can, I can live with that. Yeah. I, can, I can live with that. <laughs> just I, I just personal brand. Steve, I just want to say, say, I just want to say, if there's one song on here called uh, White Stuff That Goes Into a Vagina, I'm going to call it out. <laughs> Yes. I, I left, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I yes. left that one Sorry, off. Grandma. I left Sorry, that Grandma. one off. I'm going to call him out on that one. All right. Well, Deep Peter Brotzman cut. <laughs> Steve, I have no idea how you could make me hate a cookout, but you've done it. Shall we get into <laughs> the countdown? This music is gonna change your mind. Though. Okay, great. Number ten. This is Bill Summers with Brazilian Skies. Uh, Bill Summers was a percussionist in Herbie Hancock's Headhunters Band, which is one of the most important fusion groups of the 70s. Bill's specialty was the congas. Was that same as the Headhunter album? Yes. They, ah. Yeah, they all played on the Headhunters album, and they became known as the Headhunters Band, gotcha. kind of off of that. Cool. Uh, this song is taken from Bill's 1977 solo debut, Feel the Heat, which is produced by Earth, Wind, and Fire songwriter Skip Scarborough. Uh, it's about equally split the album between, like, the first side is jazzy R&B songs, and the second side is Latin fusion jams like this one. Also, he fits this countdown because his name is literally Summers. Does that mean that Double Dare is cookout game show because it's hosted by Mark Summers? Do you find it relaxing? Yeah. yeah it's kind of I mean, you do get a nice rinse off with all the... Kids the, covered in goo? Yeah. yeah. Yes, please. Yeah. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> I think we already broke the, the rule. I think that's what it was. Uh, I think Grandma's up Grandma's in the kitchen right now. Oh, okay. Uh, you can get away with some. Uh, is Grandma related to Dr. Conscience? It's his mom. Conscious. Conscience. <laughs> anyway, Brazil, this song is inspired by Brazilian music, and that's a great inspiration for cookout jazz, because number one, the climate in Brazil is super hot and humid. The music often sounds like it. Number two, if you've ever been to, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, a churrascaria, churrascaria, I, I never pronounced it out loud. It's one of those Brazilian barbecue joints where you get, like, all you can eat for 25 bucks. Brazilian barbecue is fucking amazing. And, number three, apparently everyone in Brazil has the most amazing butt you've ever seen. Uh, Don't tell Grandma. And and number four, 
Today this song is about Zika mosquitoes flying around. Mm, yeah, summertime plague. It sounds soothing to us, but this is actually what it sounds like for Brazilians to run in fear. They are they are a beautiful and rhythmic group. Yeah. This song is so Brazilian, I feel like I've got Zika just by listening to it. I've got small-headed babies just shooting like a water faucet on my butthole. Gonna be, that's that's not how. Jazz. That's going to be the logo for the Summer Olympics this year. I don't have a vagina. It's the only thing available no. to birth small-headed babies. See, I think this song is clearly about the male Brazilian wax, which, of course, is... Uh, when how, you, how are you extrapolating that, Dave? Because it's called uh, Brazilian Skies. Ah! <laughs> I mean, ironclad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the lyrics really fit the ba ba da ba ba That's mm -hmm. that's kind of you know. Yeah. I've got a great way to give yourself a Brazilian wax. Okay. Here's listen mm -hmm. up. This is important. You jerk off. Uh, you ejaculate for masturbation. I'm sorry, Grandma. And you let the semen drip. <laughs> Keep it clinical. Yeah. You let the semen drip on your pubic hair, and you, mm -hmm. you let it dry there while you nap. And then when you wake up, you just rip it off. It kind of like, hard. Uh, you rip it off, and you'll only lose a hair or two. So you got to repeat it a few hundred times. Yeah. It'll be balls. That's why I was late today. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, I, Steve, I have a feeling your intro might have made things worse. <laughs> Number nine is the song Reachin' by Roger Glenn. Roger Glenn was a flute player and multi-instrumentalist, and it was uh, his second his secondary instrument besides flute was the vibraphone. Very skilled vibraphonist, you guys. Uh, he was another Latin jazz-influenced guy like Bill Summers, who uh, he started his career playing with actual Latin jazz guys like Mongo Santa Maria, Cal Jader, and Dizzy Gillespie during his Latin phase. And in the fusion era, Roger reinvented himself by hooking up with the Mizell brothers, Larry and Fonts, who we Fuck will be Fonts hearing. Mizell, huh? Fonts yeah. Mizell, man. We're going to be hearing a lot about them on this countdown. Uh, Roger played on a lot of their best-known albums, starting with Donald Byrd's cookout jazz landmark Blackbird in 1973. We'll hear more about him later. Uh, and eventually, in 1976, they decided to do, hey, let's do the Roger Glenn solo album. It's kind of like how the RZA eventually got around to doing the Inspected Dex solo album in Wu-Tang Clan. Yes, that's true. Uh, this is the title track from that album, Reachin'. Uh, Bill Summers plays percussion on it. Uh, another featured percussionist is Pete Escovedo, Sheila E.'s dad. And all, we also have Headhunters bassist Paul Jackson in the oh, house. I like this song. It sounds like Shaft took a break from chasing crooks to smoke ribs all day. He's, yeah, he's, you got to have a, a, a secondary uh, specialty, like uh, Roger Glenn himself. So if you're Shaft and you're a, 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 a slick private dick, you're going to need a side business. Who gets all the checks? Gram right. Grandma, Steve! Grandma's no, here! He says, Grandma knows what a private dick is. Yeah, because slick, she, cause she grew up in a different time where dicks meant detectives. Oh, okay. Were they slick? Investigating her vagina. <laughs> <laughs> I looked up uh, Roger Glenn and I found this great article about him that talked about how he was uh, more in interesting than Dosecki's guy. The guy was really taking the piss out of uh, the Dosecki's most interesting man in the world. But it said in his off time, he is a search and rescue pilot, which I found fascinating. Wait, wait. Huh. Roger Glenn or, or Roger Glenn? Oh, okay. So no, he's, the, more, he's more interesting than the actor playing the most interesting man. Yeah, like, that's right uh, now he's a search and rescue pilot. Well, I don't know what he's doing right this second. Seems like he'd be old. Yeah. All I know is that Roger Glenn still plays Latin jazz gigs around the Bay Area. That's now. also where he does the search and rescue. Bay that Area would make sense. 
Uh, I want to talk a little bit more about the Mizell brothers. We'll introduce them. The so fucking Fonts Mizell guys. Fonts Mizell. Fonts Mizell Fonts Mizell worked at Motown during the early '70s. He was involved in a lot of the early Jackson Five singles as part of their by in-house involved. writing production. Yeah, he team. wrote. He wrote most of the early hits. With yeah, he was part of the corporation. Yeah, which is their their little team. Uh, yeah, so he was heavily involved in that. Uh, that's where a lot of these R&B arranging skills come from. Is is training on the Motown assembly line. Uh, Larry, meanwhile, was an electrical engineer who uh, worked on the Apollo lunar module before quitting that job to form Sky High Productions with his brother Fonts. I feel like we skipped over the flute in this, but I just want to say. Oh, let's say yeah. Let's 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 I, get back to the flute. I just want to say that I looked it up, and you don't have to say flautist. It is well, well not. Thank common. God, it's a stupid name you for can a flutist. S- you can say fluter. Fluter. Fluter is fine. Flutist is incorrect, Steve. It's fluter. Fluter. What about tutor? That that could be multiple instruments. It could be any horn. Yeah, I guess yeah. a fluter is in the. He's a, you're. I'm a tutor. What kind of tutor? A fluter. A flute tutor. Also, also, I want to point out that this is this is reaching, not reaching. Yeah. Yeah. There's no G it's on hip. the end. It's hip. The point is, words matter. Fluter. No G's. No. The flute. The flute is an excellent cookout jazz instrument because it is light and airy, like the sorbetto from the fancy gelato shop on the corner. Also, playing the flute resembles fellatio, the perfect dessert after a heavy hamburger meal. Okay, well, this one's one of the slowest <laughs> fade. This is one of the slowest fade-ins in music history. So while we wait, I just want to talk about this time the other day. I took a poop, and when I was wiping up, I noticed a little. There's a little bit of semen at the tip of my penis, and I hadn't had an erection, or I wasn't even close to horny that day. It was alarming. Okay, the song. Okay, here's the song. Okay, got it. Did you write all that out to time it exactly with the fade-in? I didn't, but I figured I had all the time in the world. It's such a long fade-in. <laughs> Uh, this is Gary Bartz with Music Is My Sanctuary. Uh, this is another another title track from another Mizell Brothers production. This is from 1977. This is the first song that has actual lyrics on the countdown. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that funny. Hunter's got the giggles. Yeah, he's giving me the giggles. You laugh at the fonts as fonts joke like hey. that. Okay, keep going, Steve. This is All a really right. insightful you're long gonna, paragraph. You're heard. gonna notice. You're gonna notice that a lot of the lyrics on these tracks, when they do occur, they're not like conventional lyrics. Uh, this is about as close as they come. The lyrics are usually kind of repetitive, and they're just more like kind of an added textural element in the overall arrangement. They're not really the focal point of the song. They just kind of enhance the mood. Uh, because jazz is still primarily an instrumentalist's game, which is, makes it a challenge to talk about on a podcast sometimes. So we have to come up with bits about jizz. Yeah, and, we do. And yeah. dicks. Sure. I, no, wasn't, I, I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to until he told me not to. Yeah. <laughs> FYI. It's true. Anyway, I just want to say that this album heavily features Sarita Wright, who is best known for her vocal work backing Stevie Wonder, and it also has Bill Summers on percussion once again. No shit. And words. There's words in this song. Yeah, all through it. And I listen to them all, and while it gets a little cultish in the middle, a little, little, little too spiritual. Yeah. I, I do believe that music is his sanctuary. It's clearly very important to him. These are not jokes, just casual observations that I made. I'm glad, I'm glad you brought up Cultish, because when I saw the title of this song, it reminded me of the cult classic Sanctuary, 
of the same name. Okay, all right. She sells sanctuary down by the sanctuary. Uh, this song is a casual observation about music. It's just a list of casual really observations about music. And I'm really happy this professional musician has finally come to the real realization that music is his life. That's like, good. He might have been able to go a little deeper, though. I think, like, music makes my children hate me. Music makes my wife resentful. Music introduced me to harder drugs. If he wanted uh, that's to Gary Bart's done sax right now, doing a solo. He's an alto saxophonist. I think I forgot to mention that. Oh, Gary Bart, he did the song. And so he's known for the sax. So yeah. this whole song has been no sax, then he just rolls in uh, after yes. taking a bunch of drugs because music introduced him to harder drugs. And me, right, now he needs a sanctuary. And now he's going to go. Which is playing his horn. And then the girl's like, what are we supposed to sing? They just make a bunch of casual observations about music. Saxophone and orange slices. And you're having a jazz freak out. Hmm. I thought orange slices were for uh, kids' soccer games. That's sure. Yeah, you, you, oh, you're saying the kids. It's a delicious breakfast. You kids are, are playing soccer in the backyard. You are adorable. During the Steve. cookout. Number seven. Forgot they talked about a gree in that album. Yeah, you uh, skipped your whole bit. Anyway, this is uh, Johnny Hammond Smith. <laughs> skipped your bit. Now listen to this long paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> Had your chance, bro. Should have taken it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Johnny Hammond Smith. I've never given you extra time ever with again, song, Steve. With the song Fantasy. Uh, Johnny Hammond Smith was a soul jazz organist originally. He played the Hammond B3. Not a heavy uh, instrument when he played it. It was more jazzy and soulful. He later dropped the Smith from his name and became Johnny Hammond, which was right about the time he also switched to using the Fender Rhodes electric piano, rendering his name irrelevant. This song is, uh, I said, Fantasy. This is from 1975's album Gears, which was his second album produced by Larry and Fonce Mizell. Hey! See, I told you you could find new bits. You didn't believe me. I challenged you, and you came up with one right on the spot. And improv, now we're improv all, Grammy. We're all so happy. We're all so happy. We're never going to stop winning. taught me a lot. So this, this song, this song got a lot of play in like the early pre-disco dance clubs of New York, also. So it's evidence that the crossover was working. So this guy's nickname is Hammond because he liked to play the Hammond organ, correct? That is correct. So if if you gave nicknames about the thing you fiddle around with the most, my name would be JD Google Ducks. Just oh, kidding. No, right. no, no, it'd be JD Penis. It would be <laughs> JD Penis for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, th I, think, I think R.D. Jiznar is better. That's a good one, a good too. One. I'll yeah. live with that. Uh, there's no Bill Summers on this, but we do have Roger Glenn playing both the flute and the vibraphone. Roger Fluter Glenn. Flute Tinder. Yeah, that's a good nickname, yeah. Uh, here's the lyrics. See, when you, when you <laughs> add, this fantasy. You yeah. and me. This, is a, this song evokes all the swooning possibilities of summertime romance, likely begun at a cookout, all by simply rhyming fantasy with you and me over and over and over again. It's like being at a cookout and rhyming hot dog with shot log, which is what I call my boner. Shot log? Shot yeah. log, yeah. Isn't that what you write down to like say what B-roll you shot are you on the doing camera? A, why are you asking him for explanation? He's going to give it to you. I get an erection and I shoot jism out of it. Yeah. Shot log. Steve, Automatically? Because my erection resembles a small seem, log. Seem a little sad. I thought it was like rhyming sensitive. slang for your hog. I don't know what a hog is. My pig? My pet pig? No, your dong. Oh. Your hog. See? 
Peep my hog, bro. You never heard that? Yeah, it could have been over seconds ago, Steve, but you had to ask. This, about, <laughs> yes, and. Had this guy clarity. over here is you always yes, and. Mm -hmm. Anyway, the lyrics let you fill in any fantasy about this other person you want, because it, it just gives you a sense that the possibilities are endless. Like, the two of you, you could be eating tacos at a craft beer festival, or you could be drinking craft beer at a taco festival. Like, literally anything. Steve, this is about fantasy, not reality. You do that every weekend. Tell me what you really want to do with those tacos. I'm living out my fantasies! <laughs> I'm living exactly the life I want. And isn't that, in the end, the most inspiring thing of all? That's beautiful. This, it sure is. This has a bit of a shaftish, porny music-y chicka, 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 Yeah, wow, yeah the Mizells are really good at that. Which I know makes improv granny moist, but is this really appropriate for the kids? The kids don't cute. understand the musical signifiers here. This is just so, this is just something for me and Granny to enjoy on our own. It can bring back whatever memories she wants. I'm not going to ask her. Steve, I'm not going to ask her. Steve, I'm improv <laughs> Granny. <laughs> and based on I'm improv Granny, everyone. Based on audience suggestions, I'm also a businessman in space. More bits to come. <laughs> and you wrote that beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> and he read it line for line. <laughs> <laughs> like looking at his script because it was too much. He didn't to... even look at us. He didn't even. He turned his head 180 degrees away from us. <laughs> like 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 a, a a terrible comedian turning around about to do an impression. At least when, when I turn around, you'll see improv granny. At least when the audience suggested businessman in space, I said yes. Yeah. And I continued the bit. Mm -hmm. You really <laughs> you really committed to it. It's <laughs> good. Right. Hey. Uh, key change. Anything else in this song, guys? Nope. Just how good it makes me feel. Number six. Mm. Uh, this is cool in the gang, gentlemen. This is called Breeze and Soul. Uh, everybody knows Cool in the Gang for their 70s funk hits like Jungle Boogie and Hollywood Swingin', their early 80s pop hits like Celebration and Ladies Night, but a lot of their early funk material was mostly instrumental, and they were versatile enough a band to record enough jazz-oriented tracks like this one to fill out an entire CD compilation called Cool Jazz, which I believe is on Spotify. This song... I mean, Breeze is in the title. It has just the right feel for cookout jazz. Even better than Summer Madness, which we heard up at the top. See, it's real laid back. Doesn't move too fast. You don't want to move too fast on a real it almost, hot day. It uh, almost starts like a Rose Royce song. Yeah, Rose Royce is a fantastic, underrated uh, outfit, which we may get to in a future episode. Was that was that you that I sat down and made you listen to a whole Rose Royce album one night? Well, you kept you kept switching That's the everybody. songs in the middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not an exclusive we, club. Yeah, actually, it was me. It was Improv Granny. Oh, oh yes. right. Here I am trading derivatives on the moon. Oh look, here comes a regular fellow walking over to come talk to me. What do you have to say, regular fellow? Oh, uh, somebody put ketchup on my hot dog. <laughs> no, they didn't. Thanks yep, him, yep that's granny. that's Steve's granny, all right. Wait, didn't they put Wait. mustard on it too? <laughs> I'm improv granny. Quit stealing my bit. Jeez, I, I, I did an I broke an improv rule by asking a question. Oh, you break every improv rule. <laughs> that was the point of my. You also bit. took on somebody else's character on stage. <laughs> Which I don't, I don't know I was, if that's that was, a rule, but I'm sure that, that would be cool. That was Improv Granny's friend. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. What's her name? Uh, 
Marjorie. Uh, I just want to hear. Marjorie. I would have gone with Mavis. Like Mavis Staples? Sure. Now we're riffing. Yes, Let's go, guys. Yes, and we're getting terrible. This gentleman, this is the oldest song on the countdown today. It's from Cool and the Gang's self-titled debut album from the year 1969. And it is crazy to me that Cool and the Gang debuted in the 60s. You know what's crazy to me? I what? saw Cool and the Gang open for Van Halen on their last tour. How's that for fucking a, a fucking cookout? That hey, is Halen or Hagar? Halen. I take a blowjob of that cookout. Oh, fuck yeah. All right, all right. Is it, please? Cool, cool, and his brother Ronald started out in a band in high school that they called the Jazzy Acts. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah, I saw oh. that too. Terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. It's not, it's not nearly as good a, ba- a name for a high school band as my high school heavy metal band, Putrid Stink. Mine was uh, Coital Appendage. Oh, that's like JD's nickname, Penis. Mm-hmm. Mine! <laughs> we, mine, wait, let me think about it. Because I'm uh, actually improving this. Mine! On the moon, on the moon. Mine the moon. was called the Improv Granny and Her Orchestra. There we go. Yeah, that's that what great. they had as backing bands back in those days. Oh, hey! <laughs> Assholes have to slap your legs to this. You told us not to in the last episode, Dave. Yeah. yeah. You didn't say anything about this episode, Dave. Yeah, Dave. Yeah, my fault. I'm Seems sorry. like it may have backfired on you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Listen, if we're going to do some BBQing at this cookout, then I want to go to some of the most, where they make some of the most misunderstood, overlooked, and unappreciated BBQ in the United States. Wait, let me guess, let me guess, because this is James Taylor's Carolina on the Mind. We are in South Carolina yet again. I want some because, North Carolina no. barbecue. It's not just doused in sugar. It's vinegar, tomato paste, tomato, pepper mix, slow smoke. That's how I like my jackfruit. Pork. It's pork <laughs> so, hunter. So, it's pulled pork. So, wait, it's Carolina so you're, pulled you're, pork. You're calling this song for North Carolina. I think so he's, here not we are. he's not There's no way to tell which so Carolina So here we are now. listening to North Carolina's <laughs> somewhat native son, James Taylor, sing Carolina in my mind about his youth as a young person living as a child in Chapel Hill. I bet there's a Chapel Hill, South Carolina. Which later became the unofficial state anthem of North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And that makes no sense because they are already there. State songs don't always make sense. Jersey's is about getting the fuck out of New Jersey. Yeah, Michigan's is Sweet Home Alabama. What? Really? No. <laughs> I'm just saying that because of where I grew up. Uh, did you guys know that James was committed to a mental institution for a yeah. brief while? Yep. Yep. Uh, but that wasn't in North Carolina, though it was, and you guessed it, Taxachusetts! You know, wonder why he went to North Carolina in his mind, because his brain was taxed. What's, what's Boom! Your, get it? What's your constant bit about Taxachusetts? This is funny. It's funny. It's yeah. funny. Taxachusetts! Because that's, that's what Republicans pre- call Massachusetts, because they charge the citizens oh. so many so many taxes, yeah, it's about, which is why it's one of the happiest states to that's live why in. Everybody lives, freedom, that's why everybody lives in New, uh, New Hampshire, because uh, they don't have any fucking taxes there. Yeah, don't tread on me. Massachusetts. So, uh, the show me state. Yeah. <laughs> Good callback. Um, my first introduction to James Taylor was when he was on TV. I was a little kid. My mom said, that guy, he had a lot of problems with drugs. And I was like, 
that old looking uncle looking piece of shit. Like I don't, I still don't get it. Like drug dudes were supposed to look sweet and awesome. Little JD Rizzo make better really music. Foul mouthed. Yeah. And I, you know, I'll admit, yeah, this is about North Carolina. <laughs> so I went to North Carolina's Wikipedia page to, to musicians of Wikipedia, and uh, there's a picture of a bridge named after James Taylor in Chapel Hill, and it's really funny because it's. The bridge is 100% as boring looking as James Taylor. <laughs> it's just like a highway bridge going through some woods. This is a bit of an aside that I didn't really write in there, but I want to say that it was... Uh, I remember the article that was written about James Taylor around the time that uh, Kurt Cobain was coming into Vogue. And it was like, James Taylor, the original Kurt Cobain, because he was a depressed dude who wore sweaters. <laughs> so I was like, oh, wow. I guess I see it. Anyways, I just wanted to mention three other things. Yeah, let's talk about Carolina music yeah. a little bit. I just want to mention three out. other things about uh, North Carolina. I almost chose Corrosion of Conformity because yeah. I, I like for a very short period of time their stoner brand of metal also. I enjoyed calling Good them band. Hawk. Uh, I also picked Super Chunk because, well, I, I never got super into them. I always enjoyed their sound, and they also started Merge Records, which is an incredibly important indie label, mm -hmm. and I believe it's in North Carolina. Yep. And yes, uh, and last, I want to mention Chuck Brown from the Soul Searchers, who we talked about. They did Ashley's Roach, Roach Clip uh, last the week. The Paid in Full Beat. Paid in Full Beat. He was born in North Carolina, but made his name in D.C. We won't talk about D.C., but he's the godfather of Go-Go, which is a funk rhythm that continues to this day. And I'd like to bring up the band Buzz Oven because Coital Appendage almost played a show with them when I was in high school. Let's get back on the bus! Here we go! Number five. Oh. You guys are about to hear a shit ton of awesome synth. I used to listen to this, Steve! Yeah! yeah I've you heard did. one of these! Yeah. This is James Mason, not the actor. Uh, he was the guitarist for the Roy Ayers band Ubiquity, which we're going to hear more about shortly. This is the opening track on his extremely rare 1977 solo album, Rhythm of Life. It's called Sweet Power, Your Embrace. Uh, I discovered this through the music website DustyGroove.com. I was hungry for someone, anyone, to curate this type of music and give me some recommendations. And they did a great job of doing that while selling me stuff. So they're kind of like the funk equivalent of the Trader Joe's Fearless Flyer, which is a piece of advertising I actually look forward to getting in the mail so that I can read about food, and it makes me hungry. Well, you should, get, you should uh, of course, shop at the Amazon portal through Feral Audio. I'd like to get a look at Improv Granny's Dusty Groove, if you know what I mean. I, I, Improv Granny here. That was lowest common denominator, David. I would much rather have heard a joke about someone choking on a fire hose load of ejaculation. Sorry, Granny. I'll try to do better. I just want to say, Steve, I got a hot tip for you. Uh-huh. I used to get... I got a hot tip for Improv Granny. Oh, my. <laughs> I used to get... <laughs> Shut up, Hunter. I used to get funk mixes by a DJ but that went by the name of Soul Man. Oh, it was at the website right. World of Beats. I highly recommend it. This was on it. It was on one of his mixes called Do What You Gotta Do. It's, a, it's hot stuff. Mm -hmm. You can find it. I'm so happy. I know one of these songs. I used to listen to this all the time, and I loved it. Especially yeah. when the kicks in the sweet power part. Yeah. Uh, 
So, James Mason, he was a guitarist, but he also plays a bunch of different synthesizers on this album. He plays, I looked these up, the ARP Odyssey, Ooh. the ARP String Ensemble, oh my God. the Fender Rhodes Electric Piano, Whoa. and the Polymoog. It's if like, you, it's if, like the four pillars of synth. Polymoog? Yep. Moog. Moog. Oh, yeah. Moog. Moog. M-O-O-G, Moog. Uh, if, you, if you look up pictures of it, especially the ARPs, the keyboards look really small. Like, it's, like you expect them to look more like pianos, and they're not. They, they look like they could fit on these music stands in front of us Comically right small? Comically small. Hmm. And, like, and the technology was fairly limited back then. The, part of the reason the Odyssey was a big deal is you could play more than one note at the same time. And the poly mode oh, even lets you play part. actual chords. Yes. Yeah. Mm. This that is, is that, a good singer. Yeah, the singer's name is Clarice Taylor. Uh, unlike a lot of the vocals we've heard so far, she actually sounds like a real singer. It's great. He, yeah, she uh, she later performed with a, an experimental funk band called Defunct. Uh, they were big on the downtown New York fancy arty scene in the early 80s. Uh, also, there's some drum work on this album by Narada Michael Walden, who went on to become a very successful songwriter and producer for pop artists like Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey. He's really riding that cymbal. Yeah. The song is, is really kind of dark and doomy. I can imagine being at a cookout smoking too much monkey lettuce, and then hearing this song and just being very paranoid and afraid. It's true. It, it gives you that vibe. With, with that vibe, by, by the way, why, when is California going to legalize pot? Is it November. It's November. on the ballot in November. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. Don't worry about it. It's is ridiculous. It's California. Why yeah, it's illegal? California. Oh, my God. I don't even like it. And I'm like, why the fuck is it not e not legal in California? Hunter, I'm pretty sure you can get it now. I have observed I'm not, pl I don't, plenty of mental illness in you. Uh, sufficient mental illness to get a card. I don't want to play a that medical game. card. I, I want it to be legal. I don't want to play the fucking medical No, it's legal. You, yeah, have, it's you, have, mental, legal. you have mental illness. Unless you, a joint gets stabbed into my frontal lobe, it's not going to cure my mental illness. I just want it to be legal. Okay, okay, fair enough. It would give you some relief from all of your mental illness. Give you the munchies too. Eat some more barbecued jackfruit. All of your, <laughs> all of your mental illness. My what? Your mental illness, all of it. My, 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 what kind of illness? Mental illness. That's what you can just go into a pot shop and say, I have mental illness. My friend JD said I had mental illness. Here's the podcast to prove it. What's the? Give what's, me a joint. What's, what's the part after mental? Illness. Okay. I just want to say, guys, I just want to say that most reviews of this kind of music will comment on how dated the synths sound, and I say... Oh, sounds awesome. I say, who gives a shit? Exactly. These synths all sound amazing. No, it's you know what's dated? Incredible. Your mom after I take her home and put on this music for her. Steve, watch your mouth. Thank you. Improv Granny. Improv Granny. <laughs> Four. Uh, <laughs> finally, we can <laughs> we can relax. Yeah. <laughs> did, did we hear this one already? Yeah. No. <laughs> this is uh. This, I, I mentioned Donald Bird earlier in the podcast. Oh yeah, the Black first, Bird. Uh, yeah. These. This is a group called the Blackbirds. Hey. They named themselves after Donald Bird's album Black Bird. Uh, they were a jazz, funk, R&B band, all that fusion stuff together. Uh, they were some of Donald Byrd's music students at Howard University. Ah, Howard. Uh, this is called A Hot Day Today. It's from their self-titled debut album. Uh, Dave seems unfamiliar with historically black 
colleges or HBCs. Uh, this was co-produced Whoops. by Donald Byrd and Larry Mizell, not not Fonts. Hey. Uh, hey! And Donald Byrd also co-wrote this song. This song talks about how the day is hot and everyone's in the park, but it doesn't mention cooking out or having sex with men, so I don't know how it fits the genre. <laughs> I don't get it. They, 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 they're singing right now about how they both love the summer and they love the summertime. Oh, so they've time. covered they've covered all their bases. When I saw this, uh, that it was the Blackbirds, and it was in the 70s, I thought that it was like an ex- exploitation name of the folk rock band, uh, the Birds, <laughs> like, like Black or Blackenstein, <laughs> just put black in like front of it. Black Belt Jones or Black Caesar. Yeah. But it wasn't. That's his name. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. yeah. This song came out in 1974, which was the year after Blackbird came out. Uh, it, that album sold a million copies and became Blue Note's bestseller of all time. So you had to have a spinoff group named after it. It's like a music conservatory version of the Posse album that comes out after a rapper gets big and wants to make his friends some money. Yeah. Except this is way, way better. Than Communal spirit <laughs> of hippie hop. Yeah, Honor. yeah, exactly. I really wish that was a thing where bands would get together and like, hey, we're the black birds or black in excess. <laughs> I would pay a lot of money to see black in excess. It was the seventies. You know, it was the thing of the time. I don't know. I thought, I thought that's what it was. They would be in the front row, just shouting, "You guys are so sexy. Where do you buy your shirts? <laughs> black that, in excess. Where do you buy your shirts? Oh, is that a Gordon Cottrell? <laughs> uh, Bill Cosby rapes women. Uh, well, not anymore. <laughs> is he in jail yet? No, he's having a trial. He's still raping women. He's going to rape them until he gets into jail. That's his thing. Anyway, Grandma's really depressed about that because she used to like him a lot. Uh, The Blackbirds' biggest hit was the top ten hit Walking in Rhythm, and their song Rock Creek Park has been sampled in a shitload of rap songs. Fun facts. Cool. Number three. If you're looking for the best entryway into this kind of music outside of the Mizell Brothers universe, Larry and Fonz... Fonzie! Hey! Then Roy Ayers is your gateway drug. Up your Roy. nose with a rubber hose! Yeah, that was the Fonz! <laughs> he said that all the time! It was, a, it was a great catchphrase that we all love and enjoy. Uh, that was my joke. I want Welcome Back, Cotter, on that one. The Fonz is being the star of Welcome Back, Cotter. No, I got it. You don't have to explain it. it. Yeah. Just, yeah. Okay. That's what we were laughing about. It was ironic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Roy Ayers was a vibraphonist, somewhat like Roger Glenn, who started out playing with fluter Herbie Mann yeah, in the late fluter. 60s. Uh, oh, oh, Herbie Mann, look him up. Get his albums. He's got a bunch of albums in the seventies where he doesn't have a shirt on and he's sweating. Oh, yeah. He's playing the flute. It's the best. Yes. Yeah. Herbie you, Man. Yeah, you'll see Herbie that Herbie Man album cover in a lot of worst album covers of all time blogs. It's fantastic. Uh, Roy Ayers, meanwhile, uh, he left Herbie Man to form his own band, the Roy Ayers Ubiquity, in the early seventies. Good name. And they played uh, kind of Miles Davis influenced fusion at first, and they gradually moved more and more into. R&B-ish jazz funk as he connected with black audiences more and went, hey, I can play music for money and make a living. Uh, This is Everybody Loves the Sunshine. It's the title track from a 1976 album that went top 10 on the R&B charts, not just the jazz charts. And this has been sampled about 50 squillion times since then by various hip-hop and acid jazz.
jazz artists. I've heard this song before. One time it was playing in my car when our friend Drew Hancock was with me, and he heard he heard this the lyrics, which are "Everybody Loves the Sunshine." He just started laughing. I was like, "What's so funny?" He's like, "No shit. Everybody loves it." What yeah. a dumb thing to say. Oh, a lot of these songs with lyrics are just like no shit lyrics. Yeah, it's just, you do, yeah, they don't want to rock textural. the boat. Yeah. yeah. You just it's cook a, out jazz. Yeah. You want a hamburger? Everybody likes hamburgers. Yeah. Except it's Hunter. A, it's, well, yeah, but. I'll bet Hunter know, still likes them. Because red meat's an environmental disaster and no. it gives me gout. I need to go vegetarian, too. I'm thinking about it. No. I just got to figure out how to get to my kids to eat vegetables and then I'm Man, on board. and you quit Facebook? I know. I quit Facebook, too, everyone. What's Hot going news. on with you, bro? What is, what is Hunter doing to you? I love I him. I didn't push anything, any of this on him. I love him. Uh, <laughs> I just want to say that I love the sh- sunshine, too, but I try to stay out of it, which reminds me... We should, yeah, I, I, yeah, I also try to stay out we, of it. It's should, part of why I look so yeah. youthful and We should have a real talk about sun production. You do. You look youthful. great. Your yeah, skin you look, is you amazing. look terrific, Steve. But if you're gonna if you're going to be in the sun, you should try to wear sun protection. You, try to, you should try to stay out of midday sun if you can. Mm, yes, yeah. yeah. You, as much shade as possible. Mm-hmm. Wear sunglasses and clothing that block UVs. Mm-hmm. If you must use sunscreen because you're going to be in the sun, try to get the stuff containing zinc oxide or titanium mm-hmm. dioxide. Yes, absolutely. These are far more stable elements that block both UVA and B rays. I mean, this is just simple stuff, but people don't know and they should know. Yeah, and let's talk about the elephant in the room. Heat stroke. Yes. Make sure yes, you stay yeah. hydrated. Drink, Definitely. You know, again, Absolutely. stay in the shade. Drink plenty of water. Lots of water. Yes. I mean, agua frescas. People make the mistake of when trying to stay hydrated, they drink alcohol. Yeah. But it yeah. doesn't work. Not, no, e- yeah, not even a light beer is going oh, to be bad, bad idea. And if you're going to enjoy a long, slow jerk off in the midday sun, make sure you lube up with sunblock with at least SPF 30. You don't want bone yeah. burn. Yeah. No. You do not want bone burn. That was great, guys. We're really educating people yeah, on this podcast. Number two is Fluter, Bobby yeah. Humphrey. Bobby Humphrey with Harlem River Drive. I had a terrible time picking which of her songs to put on this list because they're all fucking great, particularly on this album, Blacks and Blues. But I decided to pick the breeziest over the funkiest. Uh, this is another one like vocals as texture song where they say the same thing over and over again. And it has oodles of summertime flute, you guys. Yeah, it's full on fluter on Full on fluter. You guys can talk anytime. Oh, it's background. I thought that was Grammy. She was coming back. I think improv Grammy's done. I didn't write any more improv bits for Bobby Humphrey, to me, is one of the most overlooked artists in jazz because it's impossible to listen to one of her prime era records for Blue Note in the 70s and not enjoy yourself unless you're a jazz purist who's incapable of feeling human emotions like we covered in the beginning of the show. Um, we, we covered that. Yeah, we did. We all did together. There's been a lot of flutists and fluters on this show. Uh, do you yeah. think, do you oh. think like, at a cookout, a fluter will like put their flute in a hot dog bun to get a laugh <laughs> from everyone? Yeah. That's, That's a, a good yeah. bit. That's a really good bit. Yeah. All you fluters out there, next time you're at a, uh, a cookout and somebody's like, bring your flute, like, play some music, put it in a foot-long hot dog bun and like people will be on the floor. Yeah, they'll be cracking yeah. up. That's, Make sure nobody the, puts ketchup on it, though. That's the party oh. equivalent of ketchup wearing a lampshade on your head or throwing a dog in the swimming pool. Yeah, jazz artists like they see they see a flutist with a hot dog bun and they're like, oh, they're drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's classic fluter. 
I just want to say real quick, Bobby Humphrey was one of the very, very few female artists who recorded as leaders on the Blue Note label. Like The, the albums were released under their names. Uh, she was discovered by Dizzy Gillespie. She recorded six albums for Blue Note, and she also appeared with George Benson on the song Another Star from Stevie Wonder's classic Songs in the Key of Life album. Yeah. Um, facts. Uh, also, I looked up facts on this. I tried, to, uh, uh -huh. I tried to look up something, and according to All Music, Stephen Huey, oh, yeah. this is quote-unquote an, un an utterly delightful fun jazz funk classic, and quote-unquote overall the album's cumulative effect is like a soft summer breathe. Mm -hmm. Perfect for beaches, barbecues, and cruising with the top down. Mm -hmm. Steve, you're cheating! Cheating? You... Che I think you not, wrote Hunter. these years ago. These <laughs> genres. This, all this is proving, Hunter, is that my views are consistent, even with the passage of enough time that I've forgotten whatever the hell I wrote. And also that I've had the, the idea for this genre germinating in my fertile brain for years on end now. So you're admitting you are all music Stephen Huey. Yeah, he's uh, said that you weren't all aware of that. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's in my bio on the site. All right. Yeah, we Chiron him uh, on the bottom of the Yacht Rock web show. Allmusic.com music. Oh. It's been forever. He's not hiding. I particularly, I particularly uh, enjoy your review of Operation Ivy. I don't remember writing it. You probably liked it. Talk, it's, a, it's a punk band. I want to talk about the Harlem River. It's Wait, actually okay. a tidal estuary that flows between the East River and the Hudson that joins the Harlem River Ship Canal and the Spaten Dival Creek. I was really looking forward to hearing you pronounce <laughs> little Jerry Lewis there. <laughs> Spaten Dival. Manhattan in the Bronx. Personally, I think it sounds lovely, and the song holds water. Oh, that's probably yeah. how it reached number 86 on the R&B singles chart. The Harlem River Drive is actually the uh, the road that runs along this tidal estuary from about 120 north, just past the George Washington what, what Bridge. What creek is it near? Uh, the Spoyven Doyville Creek. <laughs> Spoyven Doyville. Uh, Dave and Hunter, those were the uh, flute and the hot dog buns of fun facts. Thank yeah. you very much. I want to say one more thing. Oh. Uh, uh, the album that this song came out, I called it out earlier, is Blacks and Blues. It's the closest thing there is to a cookout jazz concept album, which you may have been able to tell from Hunter reading my review back to me. It's another Mizell Brothers joint. It's wonderful hey. from start to finish. You should worship it as an all-time classic and go purchase it immediately through Feral Audio's What's Amazon concept? portal. What's the concept? Stuff cookout that jazz. sounds like this. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. I got you. It's great. It shouldn't be any surprise to you, since we've talked about Donald Byrd a few times already on the countdown without having any of his songs on. Donald Byrd is number one. This song is called Change, subtitle, Makes You Want to Hustle. He is the only artist who I would have let beat out Bobby Humphrey in this genre that I made up. This song reached number two on the Billboard Disco Singles chart. So the crossover was again successful. It's from the 1975 album Places and Spaces, which is maybe his finest and funkiest work. I think it's my favorite album of his. You should also buy that one immediately. Where can you go to buy it? 
You can go through Feral Audio's uh, Amazon portal. <laughs> it works. And buy it through Amazon. Good job, Dave. It, it, it does work. This, I love this song. You did a great job picking this for number one. It's not only the perfect song for a cookout, it's a perfect song for a cookout montage in a movie. You hear that, America? You hear that, music music directors of, uh, of Hollywood? Go license this. Uh, uh, I'm neighbors 3, Fraternity Cookout. When Seth Rogen puts some hot dogs on the grill, this is the song to play. I'm gonna I'm gonna blow some minds here. Okay. Do it. I think I know why this reached number two on the Billboard Billboard Dixo Dix, Dix, singles charts. Dixo! I heard I heard Dildo and Dicks in here. What did you say? Is the hustle there referring to the disco dance? I believe it is, because what I learned is that the hustle wasn't actually a real thing. It was more of a catch-all term for disco dancing it, originally in this era. Oh, you hear that whistle? That's Just, totally disco. the time to change to do the next oh. part of the hustle yeah, dance. clapping. There's all this, yeah, this is when somebody's doing their thing to, to the improv. This is totally... Oh, like on Soul Train. Yeah, this is line. a call okay. to action disco song. Are That's, there discos at cookouts? I mean, there could Are, be. Hustle, okay. You can make one. There you go. If, we, if you want to have a disco at the cookout, we'll make a disco. Cool. I think the hustle uh, refers to times are hard and you need to sell your ass on the corner. No, Dave, you, you, I think it's extremely likely that you're just confused about which Donald Byrd album this is from. You're undoubtedly thinking of the 1973 concept album Street Lady, where the music was designed to sound like the soundtrack to a black exploitation movie about a prostitute. Yeah, I am always mixing up my Donald Byrd albums. Mm -hmm. Thank you for setting me straight. It's an easy mistake to make. I don't blame you for making it. Hey, Steve, can I read one of your fun facts? Please do. Of course, this was produced by the Mizell brothers, uh -huh. including Fonts. Yep, Larry. Hey! <laughs> Which just goes to show that if you're a teacher with really talented students... Remember, Donald Byrd taught the Mizell brothers music at Howard University. I like what you guys are doing You right should now. definitely stay open to having them write and produce your materials after they graduate. Yeah, because it made him musically relevant again. This is great, yeah, because I read... pop-up re video yeah. with Steve. I read Steve on Steve. Yeah, I read Steve's stuff, and he does a little pop-up video on yeah. it, because he has even more to say. Yeah, Steve on Steve. I like it. Um, that's it, right? That's it. Oh, wait, oh. wait, one more thing. Donald Byrd is from Detroit? Yeah. I, no one has mentioned that, that that yet, so I bet you he's got a few Kogel dog hot dogs on the grill right oh, now. Kogels. Yeah. Oh, Kogels. Oh, so yeah. good. Serve the curve. You uh, you buy a pack of Kogels, for those of you who aren't in Michigan, and you open up the pack, and you're like, these are all attached by strings. They, they're just twisted up together like a mm -hmm. hot dog should be. They're so good. Excellent they, meat standards. They do Michigan. not give you a headache. Wash it down with the Bell's Oberon. Yeah. As long as it's not too hot. This cookout to drink. Finally got good and it's over. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what didn't make the list? Well, I'll go first. When I was on my, when I was listening to that crazy stuff, those mixes that I told you about, Steve. I'll turn oh, you DJ on. Soul Man. Yeah, Soul Man. Uh, I got really into David Axelrod. His, I've heard the, of him, but I've never heard his wait, stuff. Wait, the political strategist, David Axelrod. Same name, and now because of all the noise on Google, it's hard to find the real guy. Oh. But this is like a, this is a white, funky soul, like psychedelic jazz guy named David Axelrod. It's really awesome really strange but it's a little crazy for a, a jazz cookout so I would say everything counts uh, that's his Depeche Mode no on his no he has a song called he on, oh, on everything his, counts on his, by David Axelrod David Axelrod on his album Heavy Axe 
Mm. He's got a song called Everything Counts. It's a little smoother for a cookout. I would choose that. Dave, anything? What did we miss? I, I don't know. Terrence Trent Darby. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, I googled hamburger jazz. Put hamburger jazz into Google, and I found a YouTube clip of a guy named David Hamburger selling his course on 50s or 50. The number 50 jazz blues licks. More blues uh, jazz, really. Yeah. I recommend <laughs> I recommend uh, you watch it before you go to uh, Cookout Jazz Cookout uh, so you can be as good as you can be at licking. You'll be doing a lot of licking. Yeah. Mm. On that uh, flute I'm, while you're well, that's that's in right. a hot dog bun. That's right. All right. kind of like the summer's a natural how aphrodisiac. You, that's how you play a flute. You don't lick it. The next episode, what are we doing? Dave, we're doing diarrhea? Either diarrhea or song sequels. Well, no, 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 we're, we're doing, doing diarrhea. diarrhea. We're doing you're diarrhea. doing diarrhea. research mm-hmm. for you, diarrhea. We're doing that one you next. You can't do... No. Diarrhea, everyone, that's songs uh, that are reminiscent. It's, it's basically the story of me spending six hours at Guy Fieri's restaurant in New York. Yeah, and genre-wise... And the music. It's songs that remind you of Guy Fieri, his cooking, his look, his show... His is his his aesthetic his idiom. We're gonna hear a lot of Hagar. <laughs> hear a lot of Hagar. We'll have a lot of fun. It'll be a lot of spice. Uh, find this week's hamburger jazz. Uh, 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 I mean, cookout jazz playlist by following JD Riznar on Spotify. Go to feralaudio.com for show notes by Tim Malcolm and follow him on Twitter at Timothy Malcolm for fun facts. Send questions via Twitter at Yacht Rock. Follow JD at JD Riznar. Follow Hollywood Steve at Hollywood Steve H. Follow David, David underscore B underscore lines. Follow Hunter at Hunter Scare. Stare. Fuck, sorry, Hunter. Hunter Scare. Hunter Scare. Hunter scare. No, that's, that's only in October. I <laughs> like Yacht Rock on Facebook. Rate and review us on iTunes. Our iTunes reviews have kind of, they've kind of slowed down. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, yeah. Have they dipped? No, they, they haven't just slowed down. down. All right, well, that's yeah, Get on there and review us for crying out loud. We love them. It makes us feel good. Go to YachtRock.com for what will hopefully one day be a useful experience. Thanks to Rob Crow for the countdown bumpers. Uh, additional bumpers today by Rob Crow and Mark Rivers. Thanks to producer Dustin Marshall. I've never seen him eat a hot dog. Hmm. We'll change that someday. Yeah. Check out other Feral Audio podcasts at feralaudio.com. Feral Audio.